What's going on, everyone? This is the GM, Justin, and this is Ken, the commish. And we are your favorite hosts of your favorite Houston Rockets podcast, Summer State of Mind. And we're cordially inviting you to next Wednesday, October 25th, the opening game of the regular season for your Houston Rockets. And we were proud to announce that we are doing a watch party, co-hosting that with our brothers, uh, J-Dub, and Will, you guys know them at the Mind of Jadub and at Biased Houston, uh, co-hosting with us over at Trash Panda Drinking Club. Make sure to come join us. We're all going to be there. We're going to have some fun. We got drink specials that will be going on that will be H-Town themed. And we also got Wing Wednesday specials going on for everybody. And we are very excited to have everybody pull up and come through. So everyone, make sure to put that dot on the calendar and join me and your favorite host, the Kamish Kenny. Yeah, can I say one more thing too? Can Go I just say it. one thing? It's the most important thing actually out of everything uh, that you had just said. And you said some very important things. Can I just say one one thing? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're in there. See you Wednesday. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stabbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno at Summit Commish at Summit SOM Pod and at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, wow, okay. Uh, we were planning on recording today's episode on the heels of a Rockets-Spurs game, uh, a wemby game, and we mm-hmm. were planning, this episode was going to be teed up regardless and sent out to the masses, to our listeners, but uh, no, Tuesday morning, uh, Woj had other plans. Show did. There was an announcement, something went down, tell mm-hmm. the people, so they are aware and they know. Well, what occurred uh, this morning was that... Kevin Porter Jr. was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder with an additional, was it, two second-round picks sent over to Oklahoma City, and the Houston Rockets received back Victor Oladipo, wow factor, Victor Oladipo, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So the wow factor doesn't exist anymore. You don't get, you don't have Christian Wood. No. <laughs> so I don't understand. John Wall is not a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. You the, get an, the, the O in the wow factor. You get, a, you get an O. <laughs> an O. You get an yeah. O. Yeah. Yeet. The big O. But, um, but, yeah. So that's what went down. Uh, welcome back, former Houston Rocket, Victor Oladipo. Uh, he's getting paid $9.5 million this year. So um, it looks like the Rockets are going to keep him uh, due to his salary. That money, man, that can be worth something uh, further down the line, especially uh, him during the trade deadline. So, who knows what can happen there. I have a prediction right out of the gate. Oh, I want to hear I it. I think the Rockets are going to make not just... Well, they make deadline deals every year. Mm-hmm. Um, deadline deals being very vague. But yeah. I think they make a significant deadline deal. Ooh, okay. I think they make a significant the, deadline deal. You're, you're, saying, you're saying that one, the Rockets it. will be in the playoff hunt. I, uh, for dude, sure. Dude, are I you know. kidding me? Six seed. I six know. Seed. He said six Dog, seed. Dog, at this point, they're they're like the fourth seed. 
the fourth <laughs> seed right now. They're just shocked. Everyone is pissing their pants. Uh, yeah. Shoutouts to our to our boys J Dub uh, and Will and and some of our other friends on Twitter. Like they're all pissing their pants and like, oh fuck, like this team's yeah. actually gonna this team's gonna fucking compete. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here I'm gonna sit here on bended knee and I'm gonna yeah. tell everybody, you know yeah. what, guys. I called this. This is this is normal. Like I literally called he, this from the get go. He is gonna ride that positivity wave, the power of positivity. Quote I Big E. I really, really am. Uh, I really, and he's I really he's am. gonna roll with it. I'm and going. With I, it, I respect it. You know, uh, what's his? One of the guys on Twitter said that the Houston Rockets will be the tenth seed and squeak into the playoffs via play-in. No, I don't. That would be nope, some amazing. That would be some amazing stuff. I believe that frankly. we're. I truly believe that we're better. So the Houston Rockets did make a significant. Uh, trade today so the kevin porter jr era is officially over uh in the city of houston Uh, so much what is to be said in regards to this i don't want to focus too much on the reasoning behind why he left Mm -hmm. um we kind of gave our opinion slightly on like on what had transpired and Mm -hmm. we kind of kind of took y'all Held y'all's hands and kind of showed y'all what what was gonna happen or what could happen and what the most likely scenario was gonna be. Yeah. Um. I didn't think a trade was gonna come like this soon, but you know it it just happens that way. And Kevin Porter Jr. is officially a gun, like the GM had stated. So Oklahoma City does trade for Kevin Porter Jr. It is told that they are immediately going to waive him. Kevin Porter Jr.'s career is in jeopardy right now. Um, just because of some the charges that are obviously garnered against him, he could face up to seven years in prison. So there is still a lot to be said. There's one file, there's one charge that was dropped, but two other that are still on the table as of right now. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is no longer a rocket. There is so much, uh, so much left unsaid. So much, uh, so much potential that unfortunately did not occur. Mm-hmm. Um, they gambled. I mean, we talked about this from the beginning when we acquired him back in 2020, uh, be- very beginning of like 2021. Mm-hmm. That we kind of knew that this was going to be a gamble, and we knew that we weren't exactly sure what this was going to be. And unfortunately, it ended uh, horrendously, not just on the court but also off the court. But no matter no matter the fact no matter how anyone may feel no matter what the however anyone may gauge the situation Kevin Porter Jr is not a rocket mm-hmm. uh, and that's it and the the book is closed and Good. we can officially move on GM with Kevin Porter Jr being gone overall uh what's the feeling uh for you but what should kind of be also the feeling of Rockets fans kind of moving forward now Good riddance uh good thing that he is gone um all it's done, you know, unfortunately, with the reports of that have surfaced after uh, the issues with Kevin Porter Jr. Um, it's a culture that was toxic, and he was a person that was in the forefront of that type of culture. And that, I'm very happy that that is out. And you can see during the preseason that this team is definitely simpatico with the team, the players, they're all rooting for each other. And... I'm not saying that Kevin Porter Jr. is a person that could potentially rock that boat because we've seen it before. It could definitely happen. It's He's not the full person to blame here. But uh, with his drama and everything that is attached to him at this moment, this team is in a much better place now that he is gone. So... I'm not saying that Houston Rockets fans should celebrate. That's not the way to go about it. 
It's just more so about celebrating the fact that this team has no drama moving forward. And they can't just say it's drama free, though. You can't say. Well, I mean, that. every team certainly has some drama, right? But there's a difference in okay, terms right. of as like long as, as long drama. As, as long as we, there is an understanding well, I mean, you know, that with, there is, there will not that drama doesn't occur, and everyone, yeah. every team is drama free. What, what I'm saying is that with the veterans around, maybe Kevin Porter Jr. could have benefited from that, but we'll never know. So. What right. matters is the team and the players that are here now and that guys like Fred Van Vliet, uh, Dylan Brooks, Jeff Green, like those guys, the, you know, the table setters in terms of veteran leadership are here. And that's what matters to me. I'm happy. And, you know, I mean, we did have a preseason game last night, Ken. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, we did have a preseason game. Um, but before we go into that, I do just also want to touch up on one more thing in regards to Kevin Porter. Um, look, at the end of the day, uh, it is what it is. He had his career here. Uh, the Rockets, they did take that gamble. It didn't work out. Um, I want Rockets fans to kind of just think about moving forward now because that's kind of like the last one. That I, I take it back. It's not the last vestige. Uh, Jay Sean Tate's still on the team. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's one of the last vestiges, vestiges of that time period mm-hmm. When you had just like gotten rid of James Harden and you're kind of still turning the team over, yeah. Um, as I was saying that, I thought in the back of my head, well, no, nope, I'm wrong again. Victor Oladipo is coming back, so in a way, we one of our vestiges is coming back. <laughs> well, it's so coming it's, back it's, in a different role. It's not, definitely it's not a James Harden trade. <laughs> it's interesting. I wonder if we're gonna offer Oladipo that three-year, 150 million dollar deal <laughs> that he declined a couple of years ago for the Rockets' sake. Was it two? So no, not no, three years. Two, one, years, two years, a hundred. So fifty million a yeah, year. Yeah, and he he rejected that. My Dude, man would be a rich man. Pulled the Dennis Schroeder, got the deal and didn't get didn't like it. You know what I? You know what? You know what? Here I will say this though. Kevin Porter Jr. is is obviously gone. Uh, we're not going to really mention him as much anymore on this show. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know he's gone. We're not going to worry about it. No longer a Houston Rocket. Uh, Rockets do send away two second round picks as you do the salute. It's two second round picks and. Uh, here's key. This is actually one of the keys, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Five million actually opens up cap space wise for the Rockets. I would keep that five million in mind. It's like five point five or five point three, mm-hmm. uh, five around five million dollars in mind because with the Oladipo contract as well, I think he's making around nine or ten million. That is going to open up. I'm telling you, he'll be expiring. It is an expiring deal, which is going to open up a potential trade. So keep your eyes open, especially around deadline day, especially mm-hmm. if the Rockets are competing Absolutely. for a playoff spot, or like I said, they're going to be chilling at the fifth or sixth seed, mm-hmm. surprising everybody. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Um, let's go ahead and move forward now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. We I don't really want to review these games. Um, they're preseason games. We, we reviewed the first game of the preseason. I don't want to break down um, each game as they happen. We're just not that type of show where we're going to be giving you every single game breakdown. That's just not how we operate. However, I do want to touch up on the preseason, and I also just want to give flowers uh, to the players that I think that have been successfully doing well during the preseason and uh, players that maybe aren't doing well and aren't flourishing and are struggling. So, GM, let's let's gear it over 2.1. Let's talk about players that deserve their flowers. The players that deserve a yeet. You know, you, you know, you know the players that the players that you know you you want to be next into like, hey man, you know, no matter what happens, you know, I, I appreciate you, I appreciate this guy, I appreciate Amen Thompson. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, 
I can't do that. I, I did it the second time. I can't, I I can't dig, I can't dig that deep. Time. I can't dig that deep. Shout out to Jey Uso. So, <laughs> GM, what is the first player that comes to mind, at least for you, in terms of preseason? What is one player mm-hmm. that deserves flowers right out of the gate? We've played three preseason games. Um, what's one player that kind of just sticks out in your mind right away? We're going to bounce back and forth, I'm, but what's I'm, one player I'm not going to name the guy that I know you want to name because I know you want to talk about him. Yeah, I want to talk about him. Yeah, I want to so, talk about him and Thompson, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I guess I'll mention Jabari Smith Jr. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, see? I will yeah, frog splash... You from so we are in we are remote right now. I will jump off this ledge and I will give you a frog splash. You'll never forget, good sir. Calm down, Eddie Guerrero. Take those Rest words in out peace. of your mouth properly. But let's okay. Let's okay, let's talk about Jabari the first. Let's talk about the first player. Talk about Amen, Amen Thompson. No, no, you said Jabari. Okay, fine. Stick to we'll, your we'll, with we'll, your chest. We'll go Jabari. Move on. Jabari Smith Jr. His playing these past three games. I mean, he didn't have the great shooting night last night. He went three for eight, scored nine points, but. It's the way nine he's... Nine rebounds, though. Yeah, I mean, that's that's perfectly fair. Rebounds. That's true. What I'm saying is that it's not all right in the stats. It's a confidence thing. There's a different type of mentality that he is carrying with him currently. And he's unleashing different pieces of his arsenal right now. And it's the perfect time to do so in the preseason because if it's a, a position that he's not comfortable with... I mean, obviously, playing off the dribble for Jabari Smith Jr. is not his thing. But... The way that he has been showing and showcasing his handles in certain situations, the pump fake, uh, in the mid post, uh, the pull up J, there are a lot of things that we have seen where it's just like, and even driving to the bucket. Let's not forget about that. His uh, handles are tighter. Yes, he looks very good and he's also very confident. You can see the work that he had put in over the summer and we are seeing the flashes now. And. With the way that the games have been played and the way that he has been playing, I have no doubt in my mind that we will see some carryover moving on into the regular season. We may see some struggles, uh, but to start the season, I'm very confident that Jabari Smith Jr. will be hitting three-pointers at a high clip. 38 to 39%. Yeah, no, that's what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what I said. Uh-huh. Jabari Smith Jr., look, there's nothing much more that I need to say. Mm-hmm. I, I've known this already. The, the ability was there. He's showing less uh, first part of the rookie year Jabari, more Auburn Jabari, kind of like later second stages uh, Jabari post-Indiana game where he started to kind of garner confidence. But you're starting to see him kind of use his abilities. And you know what? Let's let's give credit. Let's give – you know what? We're giving flowers to players. Let's give a fl- let's give one flower in particular <laughs> to one Ime Udoka. Yeah. Ime Udoka deserves all, deserves all the love right now because – there's a reason why Jabari's also feeling confident. You instill confidence based on the, the way that you're also being coached. Ime Udoka is purposefully setting plays for him to where he doesn't need to do too much. He doesn't need to handle the ball, ball too much. Shout-outs to him, though. He's actually handling the ball a lot better. However, he's being put in spots to where he can do a little fadeaway. Mm-hmm. He's doing spots where he can do his one dribble to the left pull-up from the mid-range. The, or one or two dribbles at most. Like these are These are plays that are set for him from Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka is setting plays for Jabari to succeed. And it's basically letting him use his strengths and then elevating it tenfold. I would say not to the degree of what D'Antoni did for Harden, but um, but 
kind of like a miniature version of that to empower the player that has already has strengths, the ability to rise up over seriously anybody. Exactly. His arc is unblockable. Yeah. And you basically set that up for him to succeed. Middies, uh, fadeaways like you had already said, three point at a high at a high clip at a high percentage, and not trying to shoot the ball. Why did you bobble Jalen Green's head? I couldn't help it, man. I feel like did my you man, miss him? My did you miss him from yesterday? He didn't I play did, yesterday. I did, I did. Uh, Jalen Green didn't play yesterday. That poor toenail issue, man. Uh, I think it's an ingrown toenail. I wish Eme did not mention it that way, but that's just He me. said toe issue, and I was just yeah. like, no, toenail issue. And I was just like, my, I was like, my brother in Christ, can't you just say he has an ingrown toenail? Exactly. Because my man, yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. We're not going to go in depth, but he does paint his nails. I think it's cool. There's, GM nothing, thinks, there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with it. it. But people there's make fun of it. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm tired of the keyboard warriors making fun of it. You That's know what? If you really is. think it's a problem, step foot at Toyota Center and step up to us. We will talk We will talk about it in a... Uh, no, you don't? Okay. We will not talk about it. We will... No, we can talk about it. I'm oh, just okay. saying people step Shook up to us head. at Toyota Center. I'm like, yo, man, there are crazy people out there. There are crazy people out there. But, but you if you do say us. hello, please be cordial. We will be cordial back. I was going to say, I'm not going to fight. I mean, I will... I will not engage in fisticuffs. I'm not the type of person. But we can happily debate in an adult manner why black fingernails are okay. Or colored fingernails. He does tend to color okay, them. Okay, touche. That's fair. But that's hey, fair. man, it's 2023. We're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna let we're gonna let him do his thing. I'm hey, ride, ride it we're out, not, baby. We're not just gonna empower Jalen Green as the number one option. We are gonna empower him to be who he is. Absolutely. Be you, brother. That's literally every. That's literally everything. And if anyone has an issue with it. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, go touch grass. Go touch grass. There you I go. have no issues with it. Uh, GM, let's actually let's spotlight him. Actually, it's a perfect transition, anyways, to mm-hmm. talk about the you know the man you decided to put up on. Yeah, mess with his bobblehead. Uh, let's talk about one Jalen Green. Obviously, uh, he did miss the last game uh, against the Spurs, but however, I mean, look, he played those first two games. He played very well. You kind of and if. You kind of want to see the importance of Jalen Green. I would highly recommend not to just look at the highlights from yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. But if you have the time, I would I would inquire for everyone to actually just watch the game. Yeah. Um, the offense, was it was kind of stagnant. How, but also, it's the type of gravity that Jalen Green kind of provides when he is on the floor. Um, he is by far the best player, um, at least on the team from a scoring perspective. For if they could get also get really hot, mm-hmm. but Jalen Green from an overall impact is the most impactful offensive player uh, on the team. So when he's not there, you can kind of see that lack of gravity that he had already. Oh, absolutely. That definitely. he garners when he's playing. So GM, I want to ask you, Jalen Green. Uh, how has he been at least the first two games? And what has there been any significant leaps and anything that you've seen that has jumped out at you? Um, I think he looks great in terms of handling the rock, the decisions that he is making. You can see that Ime Adoka is powering, empowering him with the ball, and they're putting him in places off the ball in which he can succeed. So it's just a matter of repetition for Jalen. Um, I understand that people there there is even some – People saying, like, you know, we should just trade him. Like, I think people are crazy. I don't know what they see. But everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Hey, man, uh, it's not my fault that you're an idiot. But, but trade him? Whoa, bad. whoa. Hang on. We're not going to call these people idiots. Justin, you got to be nicer than that, man. You can't just call them idiots. You can't call them all <laughs> I'm idiots. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I was like, no one's on, an be idiot. Be fair. I, be I, I said that we are all entitled to our opinion. There's nothing right, wrong with right. that. Right. Uh, but what I am saying is that uh, there are definitely – were some negatives in terms of his defense the first game, but the second game he looked very good. Uh, but overall, you can tell, especially with last night, the issues that 
were brought upon um, the team in the first three quarters of yesterday's win was that without Jalen Green on the floor, there's no number one option. Uh, we do have point guards on the floor, but Jalen Green is the person that you can put the ball in your hands and say, hey, get a bucket. He calls himself a bucket for a reason, and we missed it last night for the first three quarters. Uh, the fourth quarter was a completely different story, but you could tell that the team plays better when Jalen Green is on the floor. Yeah, and um, that, that, that's, that's pretty much it, really. Very impactful. But Jalen is just Jalen is ready to make the jump. I'm going to stand on that, that he will make that jump in year three, and he is going to be a major dude for this team. And, you know, like the first two games, he I, th- I feel like the confidence is there. It's just a matter of repetition, especially doing it under Ime Yadoka's offense. Things will change. He won't always be handling the ball. Uh, Ime will empower him and find ways to put him in positions to score without having to work too hard. So once the fourth quarter does happen, he'll be able to be that guy. And he won't be as tired because he won't have to work super duper hard for his buckets right right Mm -hmm. Uh, can i tell you at least one thing that has stood out to me let's hear it uh despite us giving him his flowers i do have one critique that i will say give it give it no 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 let's do it let's do it let's talk about it you know Mm -hmm. we're like we're like fathers over here you know we love our sons but we're gonna we're gonna talk about them how okay so despite knowing his the impact of his presence on offense he is. Uh, he currently has not hit a single three during the preseason. He is yeah, that's, that's, that's so he's of six. That's definitely an issue. He is of six. He went one of five in game one of the preseason uh, from the free throw line. He did bounce back. He did go four of four um, after in game two. So that's fine. And I wasn't really worried about his free throw shooting. Now of six from three. Yeah, and he's had some open looks. It's not a matter of like difficult. It's not a matter of like Jayshon Tate's dribbling the ball and then passing it to Jalen Green with like five seconds left. Like he's, he has looks. Like they've been good looks. They just haven't dropped. Now they reason, will drop. Reason to worry? Absolutely not. Um, would I like to see him hit a three at least once in the preseason? I would like to see that. I think he's gonna play tomorrow. Um, this episode should be coming out today, I guess, the day of the game. So we are gonna play game two against the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna set, that's gonna set that up. We don't know if Wemby's playing. There is a chance Wemby can be playing. We don't know, but there is another player. Let's move on, GM. Uh, another player uh, that we want to give flowers to that we had mentioned earlier that we think is a D A W G dog. That's got to go to Amen Thompson, man. Holy Absolutely. crap. That is kidding. Amen Thompson. Amen Thompson. Okay. Is it a stretch if I call him the second coming of Penny Hardaway? Is that a stretch? I don't I, think I mean, it's a stretch. Um, I crazy pre, enough. Pre-injury Penny Hardaway. Yeah, yes. Pre, oh, gosh. Let's, 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 let's preface it by saying that. I'm not talking about Phoenix Penny Hardaway. Uh, definitely not. Uh, no disrespect. Penny, like, you're one of my favorite players no of all time. No disrespect to Penny. But Amen Thompson, because... There was a tweet that had come out. They were saying that who who has had that speed at six seven, and the first person that came to mind was well, Penny Hardaway had similar speed. Yep, going going uh, going ninety four feet end to end. I mean, Amen Thompson has that ability, absolutely. But more importantly, mm-hmm. there's a calmness to him, <clears throat> like Penny. There's vision, like Penny. Handles, like Penny. Mm-hmm. Ability I mean, to finish, like, that's a very like good comp. Penny. Yeah. I think he's the second coming of Penny Hardaway. I'm going to have to call him uh, a men. What is it? Uh, what was it a men Hardaway? Let's <laughs> call him. What call him Penny? Want to call him Nickel? Touche. Call him Nickel. Uh, Nickel Thompson. Let's I mean, start it. Let's can, start it. Call it. Yeah. Let's yeah. make it happen. I wish his number was five, but it's not number five. No, GM. He is Penny. He's a, number one. A penny. Oh man, he would be Penny. I wonder if we could like. 
Uh, I would love to coin him as Penny Thompson. That would be dope. That would be Penny dope. Penny Thompson sounds like a character on like a, you know, the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> wow. That's, we just, just exposed my 178 age. episodes in, we finally got a Babysitter's Club <laughs> reference. But y'all are here for it. GM, Amen Thompson, overall thoughts. I'm I I am supremely impressed yeah. with this game. First, first and foremost, let's give um, a shout out and flowers over to Ben Sullivan. We see the improvement in Amen Thompson's shooting, the smoothness in his jumper. It's not broken anymore, and you can see he's practiced that over and over and over again, and it has been extremely impressive. He is doing jab steps to hit a three. He is doing uh you know side dribbles to get a three. He is coming off of screens, catching and shooting to hit threes. So we're seeing an Amen Thompson that no one expected I didn't, uh, coming I out of OTE. I did not expect it. You know, and I'm happy that he's hitting in the preseason, not just because, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's wonderful to see he's hitting, but what matters is that that confidence will carry over to the regular season, and he'll be able to take those shots with a bit more confidence. He's seeing them go down at a consistency that's really pretty damn good considering uh, his struggles prior to joining Houston. Uh, that's a huge deal. And, of course, you mentioned the passing, the vision, the speed, the athleticism. We saw it all. The defense. The defense is the thing where it's just kind of like Amen Thompson is just going to be a dude. You know, he can guard one through three. Once he builds a muscle, he can even guard the four, depending on the size of these guys. But Amen is just a hound. My boy's a dog. He's a dog. And, I mean, I don't want to mention it, like, his vision. Because when I see his vision, the way he makes his passes, he's a less flashy Magic Johnson. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I see. I like that. Um, we, we, we see I like that. a lot of these passes that I no like one that. sees. And it's just, it's his vision is absolutely incredible. Like, there was a game, there was a... What was it? There was a pass across the court to Dylan Brooks in the corner. Dylan Brooks ultimately missed, but it was a look that no one thought that a man could hit, you know, and the defense was totally lulled to sleep at that moment as well. So uh, Amen Thompson has just been playing out of his mind, but granted it is preseason. I'm curious to see how it's going to roll over uh, playing first teamers, more first teamers, uh, especially the great, the, the, the higher tier teams, right? So I want to see him play against the likes of like a you know like a, a Golden State, uh, Denver. Uh, but he'll see more of the second units. Absolutely, absolutely. He'll see more of the. Absolutely, second. He's not going to start. No, no, so definitely. So he will see more not. of the second. But units. he will definitely play against right. some of these stars depending on matchups. And I think Ime Udoka, if he likes what he sees, he will put him in positions of where he will challenge him uh, with based on uh, matchups. And mm. if he feels that he can match up with superstar A or B or C, then. And, and uh, minutes are right, then Ime will play him. And I'm really curious to see that. Uh, but overall, uh, Men Thompson has been just an absolute stud come preseason. I mean, he didn't shoot well the first game, but he had good looks. And But you can see that the confidence is built game after game. So I just cannot wait until the regular season. We need the regular season to start, like, tomorrow. <laughs> He's gone. So game one, he did struggle from the field. I think he only went, like, 3 of 10. Um Games two and three combined shooting 10 of 20. 10 of 20, 50% from the field. He shot two of four from three Crazy. last game. Jab, step three. Y'all, a jab, step three. Okay, the biggest weakness in a men's game, in my opinion, in my opinion, was the three-point shot. If mm-hmm. he knocked down the three at a at like 
a supreme clip, no one is ever going to exceed Wemby as the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just no way. He was a generational pick. Like, I'll give him that. Um, he would have been number two. Amen Thompson would have been number two. I think, of temp- I think if Amen had a halfway decent three, he would have been the number two. I think he would have superseded mm-hmm. um, the other. Uh, I was going to, I can't remember. I was going to say Scoot Henderson. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Scoot Henderson. No. I was a blanking on that. Who's the number two pick again? Gosh, why am I blanking on The this? number two pick? Guys, I'm really tired right now. I'm sorry. Who's the number two overall pick? Oh, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. The second coming of Paul George is what people say. So I mean, he's looked impressive. No, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So I just think that Amen Thompson coming in, uh, if he had a halfway decent three-point shot, he would have been the number two overall pick. Possibly mm-hmm. even number one in other years. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, look, the sky's the limit for this kid. I think... When you look at him, I want you to look at him, look at his game, look at the way, uh, study his game, and see the way he kind of approaches it. He approaches the game like a vet. He approaches it when he steps on the floor like a vet. And that is a calmness in his game that Penny Hardaway had. And I think you may seriously see the second coming of Amen Thompson. And you never know, guys. There's a lot of diamonds in the rough here. That you, we have six core players that are uh, from the young crop. Mm-hmm. Amen <clears throat> Has the ability, dare I say, to be the best out of the six. You never uh, know. Absolutely. He could supersede Jalen as mm-hmm. that number one guy. I think he has that overall ability. And it makes perfect sense as why you get Fred. Fred is going to tutor this kid and get him to where he needs to go. So I want to get your opinion on another player, obviously. Uh, well, I, I want you to kind of be the one to set the table mm-hmm. here. Because I've, I've given the last couple players, so... Who's next? Who's next on the agenda, GM? Who? There are two players that I just want to mention. Uh, give them a light mention because I feel like they deserve light it. Light mention. They deserve sprinkle, it. sprinkle mention. Um, I, I, I want to mention main every player. You know, I want to mention the villain. I want to mention Alpern Shangun. Darius Days. There you go. Um, you know, Nate Hinton. I don't even know if he's been playing. Brother of Dex. <laughs> but go on. the two guys that uh, stand out in my mind are Fred Van Vliet for one, and, oh, and yesterday's give, game. Cam, give him his flowers. Cam Whitmore. Okay, first of all, Fred Van Vliet, man. Uh, you can see his steady hand in the offense. They were struggling in the first quarter, and they were struggling to get buckets, and Fred Van Vliet was a guy that was just hitting middies to kind of just keep them close enough to where it's like what the game wasn't getting out of hand. And that's the, just kind of the steady hand that you need in terms of a young, struggling team. And that was something that was missing last year, and with the way Fred Van Vliet did that, that's something that we're definitely going to need going into the regular season because if he wasn't hitting those shots, that's one of those games that the Rockets probably would have given up like immediately, you know? But to me, that was something that I really enjoyed seeing because he's just he's he's just a, such a calming presence. He's like a dad, you know? He's like a good uncle that takes care of you. Like, you get scraped and you don't want your parents to know. Fred's like, you know, he's going to put the alcohol swab on the knee and be like, it's all good. You're good. You're a man. You don't need to cry. And that's and kind got, of like what and I then see you got Fred. Co- and then you got the cousin, and then you got the cousin uh, Dylan Brooks just on the side going. Yeah, he, he was the one <laughs> just that trolling he, the, he's the cousin just, that just shoved you. Your, he's the one yeah, that shoved yeah, you onto like, the rock. He's like looking at Uncle Fred. He's like, I don't know what happened. He just fell. But as he continues to dance. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do I do want to say this. Like Cam Whitmore yesterday, uh, he, he's, he's really trying hard to cement himself into this rotation. And yesterday's game did him a lot of favors. I mean, even that one dunk that he had, that was something that the team uh, oh, needed. In oh, my terms God. Can of we, yeah, can we, can, can we, oh, my God. Can we talk about that? Can we, I mean, it, can we, we please it, it, was, it was totally a blocking foul. 
Can we please talk about it? Oh my gosh. Just overall, he played with so much confidence. His athleticism is being showered and seen uh, throughout. And I just think that uh, the way he's played in the preseason, you can tell that he's like trying extremely hard to put himself in a position to where he will get early minutes in the season. And I don't see Ime as a guy that's going to hold someone out just because they're a rookie. But oh, I do, but I, man, I don't know. Though. We'll see. We'll see. It depends. I, I mean, he, he might prefer to play Reggie Bullock over well, th- Kim Whitmore, well, think which about is it, fair. Well, think about this. Sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but think about this point. Victor Oladipo is coming. That's another player. That's a vet. Do you think vet Vic's going to play? I don't though? think he's going to play. I, I don't d- think I so. I doubt either. it. I doubt that he's going to play. Is he healthy? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. We need to Frankly, check that out. Yeah, no, I'm curious. I want to know if he's going to be, I want to know if he's healthy. But um, I think bottom line here is, is that um, Cam Whitmore, look, first of all, the dunk, that should not have been a charge. I think that's the most no, I agree. bullshit I agree. call he was moving. ever. He was there totally was first, moving. Yeah, he was moving. The foot was sliding. There is no way, no way in hell that that should have been a charging foul. That is a blocking foul. And on top of that, it's fucking preseason. Can you just let the, yo, let the, the refs, let the man cook. Let the boys play. Let the boys play, like Coach man. Coach Boone said. Do you smell what the cam is cooking? Oh. Nothing. Really, that's what killed the joke for you. That's what did it. That's what, what did what it. What the cam is cooking? Yeah, do you smell what the cam is cooking? The cam went more. <laughs> and then I did the eyebrow. Watch what the cam is cooking. I saw... I Watch saw. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just saying. But let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, go on. Hey, stop laughing. All right. Hey. All right. Cam Whitmore is okay. Th- I'm gonna give my opinion real quick because I'm. You made really solid points on on Fred Van Vliet. Please, and on Cam Whitmore. Proceed. Yeah. Cam Whitmore. Overall, look. He he has something to prove. We 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 get this. We understand this. Um, he is the 20th pick. He there is like. There is going to be a chip on his shoulder, as there should be. I'm still not sold on him getting minutes in the beginning of the season. Yet. No, that's fair. I'm just saying that he's trying to put himself in a position course. to get. Oh something. no, I agree a hundred percent. I just think that I think the way that Ime, you can kind of see the way he's kind of working the rotations, and the fact that Cam Whitmore is closing the preseason games with mm-hmm. the third and fourth stringers, kind of shows where he stands. Touche. Fair. You're not seeing a Men Thompson. Uh-huh. play yeah. with the third and fourth stringers to close the game because he's going to get PT. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the probably the second guard off the oh maybe even the there may be even times he's going to be the first guard off the bench. We don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a high probability of that. Um but I just don't see Cam Whitmore getting early minutes. However though, I can see him for if there's any any injuries or any struggles for any of the players, I can definitely see I can't more kind of snaking his way in there into getting some PT. Yeah, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be under the Josh Christopher belt. I think that's 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 how it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. I think he has to earn it. I think he has to do the best he can. Um, I'm not with the Reggie Bullock acquisition. I don't know if he's he, there. Still, is a chance he may go to the G League. Mm-hmm. There still is that chance. Yeah. Um, and the way that they're they're letting him play. He may just go to the G League to start the season. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case, guys. Just don't be shocked if that ends up happening. Um, in terms of FVV, Fred Van Vliet, I love what you said. He is the dad. You know, he coddles you in his arms. That's, that's the type of player he is. But the mid-range jumpers that he hits, I'm telling you that he hit these mid-range jumpers last game when we were down 12, 14. That, it just, like, it's insane. I have not felt this way maybe since Chris Paul. Like a calming influence on offense where if a yeah. shot goes up, I'm like, 
auto bucket. That's an auto fucking bucket. Mm-hmm. You're not getting anything. Spurs just tacked off a 10-0 run on y'all. They're up 14. You need two quick buckets. Him pulling up from the mid-range, I'm like, this is easy money, dude. Like, I mean, they're giving him a lot of space. So on much those, space. On those uh, picks. They like, were going under the screens. So I'm just like, yeah. Or they were going over the screens and they would trail. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, bro, you're literally leaving all this gap space for an easy free throw line jumper, a la mm-hmm. what they did for Chris Paul in 2017, yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. It makes me think like, yo, if you're going to give this to him, he's going to freaking drain it. That is such an auto bucket and it's such a calming bucket. And those are the type of buckets, uh, Rockets fans, that y'all need to pay attention to. Because when, if and when, and it's going to happen, when we go down big during games, and mm-hmm. it's bound to happen, it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Especially in the beginning of the season. Down 10, 12, 14. Look for those FVV easy buckets that Fred knows he can get them anytime he wants. He just doesn't push it True. because he wants to involve everybody. And he knows coming onto this team, he's the papa. So he wants to yeah. make sure everybody eats. So that's his goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been so impressed with his game. Uh, there's another player, GM, that I did want to give flowers to that actually didn't play last game. Um, Tari Eason. That's Dude, yes, absolutely, talk about. Can absolutely. we please... Yo, another... D A W G, dog. dog. Yeah. But yeah, you know, Tari, Tari, Tari's, you, yo, man. I mean, I don't really need to dig deep. All he's done really is just do what he does, uh, and it do, he does it in an enhanced fashion, like year two style. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's what pretty I, much what it. What a way to discuss really. it. What a what a what a what I mean, a I don't dictionary know, I don't, way we've, to like. We've spoken so many superlatives <laughs> with Tari Eason and. Oh, uh, you know, all, I hate superlatives. I know you I do. Just hate superlatives. But all you can say really is just that Tari Eason is, you know, he's. He truly believes that he can be the best player, best defensive player in the league. He's played he wants so to be well defensive player of the year. And I think that that is a hell of a thing to strive for. And when you got a guy like Dylan Brooks out there who's who fancies himself the best defender in the world, uh, you couldn't have found a better person to challenge can you we on that group, end. Yeah, can we group? We talk about both of them. Can we group my dogs together? Sure. Yeah. Can we group our dogs together? Can give him. Can we give? Can we give a yeet? Can, I, you know, can we give him a yeet one time? Can we give a yeet to the two defensive dogs on the team? Yeet, yeet. I, I say this though, Dylan, defensively has looked good, but his shooting's been horrendous. I'll say it, dude. Who Dylan? Yeah. Like we expected anything less? No, but he's just okay. He's, he's taking I'm the shot. He, this to he's you. taking the shots that are being given to him, which the is fair. Game last night, and I'm gonna explain to y'all what I told him yesterday. If Okay, if this is the extent of it, and he is gonna miss these shots, okay, you're gonna Dylan's gonna get shots off. It's it, it's bound to happen. I don't want him to overshoot. If he overshoots, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it consistently. That's a big problem. However, guys, think about it. Last year, we didn't have many great shooters. Yeah. This year, I, arguably, we still don't have many great shooters. Mm-hmm. Someone has to put up some shots every now and then. Yeah. Jalen Green wasn't wasn't playing. Tari Eason was not playing. Mm-hmm. Someone else has to put up shots. Jabari, you can tell, was very passive. You can tell Jabari, he only shot eight shots last mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Which means he was trying to get... You See, I don't think he was hesitant. I just think he was just trying to get everybody involved. I think he was just... He, just you fair. notice he kept making extra passes. He got Dylan a couple of passes that, he just, that Dylan just missed. However, this is how I felt. Dylan isn't doing anything different than what, are other, what are the other players did last season. He's not making his buckets, just like the Rockets team of last year or the Rockets team the year before that. You know the difference is? His defensive prowess. He's guarding the best player on the team. So mm-hmm. give my man some fucking threes to shoot. He's earned it. 
He deserves it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, he's getting the open shots, and he's missing. It's basically the same stuff that happened in uh, Memphis last year. But it's fine. He's not here to take. He's not here to hit all of them. He's not going to be the sniper that people are depending on. No. We got other players on this no. team. He's not that. That, that will be those be dudes, that. and he, he, it's suitable. It's fine as long as he's not taking that many shots in a game. We're totally fine, and as long as he understands his role, we'll, we will be fine. There was a moment in the game last game where I where I got on my feet, and I the funny thing is it didn't garner much attention in the Twitter sphere, which a lot more than, or the X, X sphere. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter until, uh, formally Twitter. until Elon, until Elon Musk decides to sponsor our show. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. Um, when I hopped on the Twitter sphere, I noticed that this didn't garner much attention, but I think it was a Thompson who was, who got up, who had gotten up. Like I think both players fell or they collided. And a Thompson was, it was one of the, one of our guys that was, they were talking. They were kind of barking at each other. Mm-hmm. And then who immediately comes into the picture? Who immediately bumps himself into the picture? Dylan Brooks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was... Like, yeah, yeah. like Dylan Brooks, I, and I'm sure there this wasn't the case, shoves, but in but my Dylan mind, Brooks. it's like he came from like the other side of the court just to like defend his teammate. That obviously wasn't the case. He was probably like a couple feet away. Yeah. But the fact that he was kind of there shows that the lengths he's willing to go to defend his teammates. Guys, small sample size. Very small sample size. Only three preseason games. Uh-huh. However... Holy fuck. Tar Eason, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith Jr., defense. Fred Van Vliet got a couple steals last game, too. We're actually like, can we can we give flowers to the entire team? Because we've gotten an insane amount of steals. What were the team total of steals? I I, you had it on top it like, of your head. It was like 38 steals in three That's games. That's insane. That's an insane amount. The defense has been there. You can tell that teams are going to have a hard time driving to the bucket because they have a lot of active hands in the paint, and that's going to be something that's going to bode well for them. Uh, they have the athleticism and the youth to kind of get away with it because they can recover very well. Uh, they didn't give up many um, fast break points last night, I believe, and the tra- transition defense has been better, but I want to see that throughout the whole season. But, you know, like, all I can say is that we just we just need the season to get here, like, ASAP. Is I'm, I'm ready so for it. Excited. I'm ready for it. No, we are, like, literally at the lip of the cup. Um, we're going to – okay, so I don't want to obviously touch up too much on it, uh, obviously, but we did talk about Ime Udoka. GM, what are your overall thoughts on one Ime Udoka? First three preseason games. As the we have talked about time and time again, with Ime Udoka comes a certain culture mm-hmm. that a team is gonna that a team is gonna uh, garner. You know the attitude that he exudes. Yeah. What have you seen mm-hmm. from Ime Udoka? At least these three games. That I've made you, you know, made you think, oh yeah, this is the culture has shifted. Like you can tell. Like, has there any been any moments? There's a moment that mm-hmm. pops in my head, but I want to see if you can match me on that. Uh, I, I know what moment you're bring up. It's definitely the moment when uh, he pulled Al P yes. last night. Uh, he pulled him literally <clears throat> for a moment, gave him a stern talking to because he was honestly playing like ass. And so and Ime Doka forced it. Called him out, brought him to the bench. And then he kept him at the scores table and put him back in as soon as the next dead ball. Because the thing about Ime is that is that this is that uh, he also wants to earn your trust as well. Uh, he understands that getting the best out of your players does not mean like penalizing them consistently for uh, making bad decisions and just not playing well. Uh, in order to trust your players, you got to understand to let them play through it. And Ime Adoka is showing that. Uh, Ime Adoka is just, he's that calm presence that this team really needed for a lot of youthful angst in addition to bringing in veteran players. And I'm all in on Ime. And I told you that from the beginning. And that was just a very good uh, moment in which you can highlight 
and show like Yadoka is for real. Well, I don't want to say for real in that in that aspect. It's more so kind of like that he's not going to be Silas, and he has a different coaching style, and he's going to give the guys more opportunities to rectify their mistakes. And I thought that was a very good moment for Yadoka and a great moment for Shengun. Absolutely, I think Ime Yadoka has absolutely instilled the culture. You can already see thirty plus steals in three games. I mean you. I mean, you're talking an absolute 180 change. Now, we weren't going to see anything overnight. Mm. Um, we knew that it was going to be a process. We know that the process is still taking place. Guys, there's no need to overreact. Like we've said, game three of the preseason, we got uh, like a, less than a handful of preseason games left, and then the real games start. But, however, if any sample size is enough, and three may be enough, uh, the culture has shifted. I think this team has high priorities. I think this team thinks very highly of themselves. I think this team is very reminiscent of the 2015 Astros that they just don't know better. And I fucking love it. I think this team is more than capable of making noise. I think this team is more than capable of making the playoffs. I think this team is going to shock a lot of people, a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of pundits, a lot of media, not just around the nation, but especially in the Houston community. I think this team may have it. Um, they have pieces. I think they don't have complete pieces. They're not a championship team. We're still far away from that. However, I still think this team is very reminiscent of the 2015 Astros. High strikeout rate, mm-hmm. which is what this team is going to be. You know, a lot of makes, a lot of misses. But I think the culture is going to start. And mm-hmm. A.J. Hinch, if I remember correctly, that was his first year as yep, a manager, Yep, that was right? his first year, yeah. Culture's being set, guys. I'm yep. calling it now. Whether it's a squeak, are definitely whether it's a squeak into the play-in yeah. or my prediction, they get the sixth seed and, and waltz their way into the first round. Could it be a first-round knockout? Probably. But, however, <laughs> they get into the playoffs. You get to see playoff basketball on Toyota's arm. For sure. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. Guys, the playoffs can't. I mean, not playoffs. Oh, man, I'm already here. Playoffs, the season can't get here soon enough. Guys, I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Um, the season cannot get here soon enough. We're super, super, super stoked. Uh, at the beginning of the episode, we did talk about, obviously, the watch party. We're super excited. Uh, like we said, uh, if you just wind it back, beginning of the episode, we can give you all the details uh, going into that. We can't wait to see y'all. We're so excited to get all the Rockets fans together for that. Mm-hmm. Um, this Rockets team, like we said, you know, we're excited to get it out to y'all. We're ready to get the real game started. GM, uh, let's get ready to close this episode. Any last thoughts before we uh, end episode 178, I think? I don't know what episode. Uh, probably I like counting. But it's, yeah, uh, I mean, makes, you know, the, feel the, like we've done I'm, I'm happy to see what we see. Hopefully the Rockets maybe go preseason undefeated. Doubtful. Uh, but that would be pretty cool just to see that. Um but with all that being said, thank you again for everyone for listening and for watching. Make sure to super kick that subscribe button on at Apollo HOU's YouTube. Uh, you know, just make sure to, you know, punch it. You know, we need you guys. And make sure to tune in. Uh, we'll be I a lot more. We'll, we'll be. <laughs> We'll be a lot more consistent uh, when the season starts, so I promise you'll be there. We'll have more guests, and it'll be a lot more fun once that starts. The ball starts to roll. So, with that being said, make sure to follow me on Twitter at jp underscore mirabueno. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at summit s o m p o d uh, on Instagram at summit state of mind underscore p o d. Uh, make sure to follow all of your 
NBA and Rockets needs at Apollo NBA and make sure to follow the team, our squad, the brothers at Apollo H O U. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter as well at Summit Commish. Shouts to our Apollo Media Network, our Apollo Podcast Network brethren that are continue to, continuing to kill the game. Look, CJ Stroud just got another dub. You know who's got you covered on that Apollo Texans one time off the gridiron. Be sure to give them a listen. Give them your first listen and watch for all Texans content. The crown jewel of Houston Astros podcasts and shows. Shoutouts to BTD Beyond the Diamond. The Astros are struggling right now. But however, things can change on a dime. It's the golden era of Astros sports. So make sure you give them your first listen for all Houston Astros needs. Uh, Shoutouts to the One Take Podcast. Anything and everything that you need, Apollo Pop Culture, anything and everything you need in regards to uh, TV shows, music, movies, you want it, they got it, all the information you need. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us your first listen, all the Houston Rockets content that you need. We're so excited uh, for the watch party that's going to come up. Well, we're excited to have y'all join us. We're excited to be with fans again, be it with our, with our, with our people, Absolutely. with our, with our people. With Houston Rockets fans, uh, come join us. It's going to be a hell of a good time. I, I told the GM, I was like, I, I, there's no way I'm going to like be normal. Like, I'm going to, we're going to talk about this. We're actually going to have a season preview episode that we're going to, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to tell you all right now, I'm going to be pumped up. Like, you're going to you're gonna see me in a focus level that you've never seen me before. So, like, this shit's for real now. So, the real games are starting. So, we're excited for that. Uh, thank you, guys, once again. Episode 178, as a producer gives us a go home cue here is coming to a close uh we're gonna end this episode as we end every single episode Yeet. go summit go apollo and for the love of god here we go three and oh in the preseason going for undefeated go rockets the summit four, four, four.